Hey, Freedom Jumpers, welcome to the Agency Freedom Podcast, where we take our listeners from captive to indie to market domination. I'm your host, James Jenkins. Welcome to another episode, Breaking It Open, Talking Shop. I want to tell you right now, uh, this episode has a different vibe, a different pace. The title of the episode is simply a casual conversation with an old friend, and that really is accurate here because uh, let me just save you a little um, hassle, maybe frustration, uh, if you are the kind of listener that really likes a highly structured, hard-hitting, journalist-style episode uh, with a lot of uh, very particular content that is handled. That's not really the vibe of this episode. Uh, Ricky Hader uh, from Portland, Oregon, and I go way back, uh, back to when we were both in the captive world. And this was recorded on a Friday afternoon uh, where the pace of everything was just a little bit slower, maybe a lot in some places slower than our typical interviews, uh, which are usually really buttoned up and, and content heavy. The vibe in this episode is more just two guys that know and love this industry uh, intimately, uh, talking shop and, and just breaking it open on a, a variety of conversations, uh, topics, I should say. So anyways, I wanted to set the stage there because I think uh, when we got done with it, uh, Ricky and I were both a little self-conscious that we were a little just shooting from the hip and, uh, you know, just being authentic and, and not necessarily as structured, uh, but if you're looking for a more uh, real and just casual conversation about the industry from two guys uh, who are in the trenches every day, this is going to be for you. Before we jump into the content, I have the same three requests I do every single time. Uh, subscribe, drop a review, and share AFP with someone in the captive agency world who needs what you have already found. Uh, we are uh, pushing hard towards the end of 21. We're already well underway for strategic planning for 22 and beyond. Very grateful uh, to have you on this journey with us. Uh, and that's it. Let's go ahead and hit the bumper and check out episode 32, the Agency Freedom Podcast. There are two kinds of people in the insurance industry. Those who are captive and those who are free. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast. There is so much I wish I would have known before I made the freedom jump to the independent side. I mean, even now, I feel like I'm learning something new every single month. We're all about helping insurance agency owners and sales professionals reach your maximum potential and flex your freedom. My team and I replaced six years of captive agency revenue in 17 months with RiskWell. 17 months, man. It's crazy. This show is where I share our successes, our failures, and what I've learned along the way. We lay out a blueprint of how to make your freedom jump from captive to indie to market domination. I'm bringing you colleagues from markets across the country with dozens of different specialties. They're eager to share their stories and best practices with you. I'm your host, James Jenkins. Welcome to Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go. What's up, Freedom Jumpers? James Jenkins here for another episode of the Agency Freedom Podcast. We take our listeners from captive to indie to market domination. And in this episode, I really am just going to have some fun with one of my oldest insurance friends. Uh, you get the privilege of hearing from none other than Mr. Ricky Hader uh, from the great state of Oregon. He is the agency principal of United Insurance Services. And um, I forget what city you're in in Oregon, but Portland. it's all beautiful country up there. Yeah. You're in Portlandia. Of course you That's are. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Of course. So here's the deal with my man, Ricky. Uh he goes back a number of years. He uh, used to be a State Farm agent, uh, part of Big Red, and then he saw the light, and we're going to unpack some of that. We're going to talk about Headspace. We're going to talk about uh, some of the challenges and just overcoming the first hurdles. And then we're just going to talk shop about where he is now, because the cool thing about Ricky is he and I have had pretty parallel paths. We both started off mostly personal lines. And once we made uh, the jump to to uh, independent, we largely found our chops uh, in in commercial. 
And uh, I'm not going to steal any more of Ricky's thunder. So that's the most long-winded intro in a while. Uh, Ricky Hater, Portland, Oregon. How's it going, man? Thanks for joining us. Man, thanks for having me, James. That was, that's a hell of an intro. You, uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's right. Oh, man. I, you know, Your it, energy is one of a kind, brother. <laughs> I, I, I love being a fan of yours from halfway across the country. You really do your own thing. I mean... Isn't it? Isn't life easier that way? Yes. <laughs> there it is. Oh I, yeah. Yeah. Didn't wait I, too long to pull out the sounds. I I, I only I, can pull out the sounds with people that are a little bit more relaxed. Like I was sitting there with the Ty Harris interview, CEO of Openly, and I'm like, don't use the sounds. He's not going to think that's funny. He's going to think you're immature and weird. Don't use the sounds, James. I know. Some, but here I am with Ricky. Some of those CEOs and it comes out. try to are a little bit uh, are a little bit serious on some of these. Yeah, that's their, that's their job. It's okay. I don't know. I I, I don't have any reason to think that he might not find it amusing, but I know you do. So I love it. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> I love it. It sounds kind of like bro. It what, kind of sounds like our our friend Mr. Carruthers doing a yes. You know, he actually does. I hadn't really thought about that. I wonder if I could hire Carruthers to like record sound bites, uh, where he was like, "I bet you could." Uh, yeah, where I could just get him to give me like a package of his one-liners that I could drop into episodes at the appropriate time. Oh yeah, like stop questioning yourself. The prospect is already validating <laughs> your existence. I bet. I bet you could. I bet you could. Uh, oh man. But anyway, sorry. So, what kind of intro so, do you want to have here, dude? No, that's good. I don't want to speak for We're you. Good man. I I do kind of. I I feel I think that uh, if there if. As you were saying, if there's a brand for well, first of all, hold on. I wanted to. I haven't talked to you in about a week and a half or two weeks, and yeah. just wanted to say congratulations on your prestigious award, Mr. Jenkins. Your yeah, IA, well, thanks, IA, brother. I appreciate that. Of the year, Wait, that's a yeah, you know, quite an honor. That was completely unexpected, man. I mean, literally wiping tears from my face because it means a lot to me. It just. Yeah, that, that was really cool. So thank you to Dave and Nick and whoever else thought that I, for some reason, uh, deserve that one. Um, yeah, being on that stage with those people, um, that was kind of surreal because I definitely admire and look up to all four of them that were up there with me. Yeah. So for sure. But thank you for your kind words. I appreciate that. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, so your intro. I, so I'm yeah, asking the questions I, here, Mr. <laughs> Hater. I, I, uh, you know, I think if there is a brand to describe me, it is that I am unapologetically me. And I, uh, and it started at my captive days when I was at State Farm, right? Because when you're a captive, you don't really get to separate yourself very easily. I mean, mm -hmm. you're, you're, I'm State Farm, you're farmers. That's it. That's, that's yeah. your, that's the whole like identity. Um, yeah. But and they and and state and and the captive company world kind of wants you to put on the same facade, you know. I mean, I, they they want you to get dressed, have an office, have a presence, have a perception of what they think an insurance agent should look like. Um, Red shirt and khakis. Yeah, or whatever. I and mean, it's just not who I am, <laughs> dude. I mean, and and I guess I don't. I like doing business with people that I like. People like yeah. doing business with people that they like and trust and are like them. And there are enough people out there that are going to like me for who I am and my knowledge and my value as being a good insurance agent as there are those that are going to see that I don't wear a suit and tie to work and think that I'm less professional because of that and go right ahead, man. Mm. It, whatever. Man, the... It's it's crazy to me because, I mean, having heard your story, obviously, you are like the exact opposite of what I think of when I think State Farm agent. Like, <laughs> yeah. they're a perfect example. And I don't think he's ever going to listen to this podcast, so he won't even know that he got a shout out from me. Uh, but one of my uh, fellow alumni uh, uh, of Stephen of Austin uh, State University he is a State Farm agent. Uh, he's an Alpha Phi Alpha brother uh, at, at SFA. Uh, and just one of, of the most like distinguished, eloquent, high performance, and in, incredibly alpha uh, African American gentleman you'll ever come across. But he is the definition of State Farm professional. He bleeds red, yeah. uh, big red, and he comes dressed to the nines literally every day. 
he has a shoe collection that probably rivals anybody you and I have ever met. But I, when I think of State Farm agent, I think of Vince Adams in Fort Worth. Yeah, the, I mean, like the exact opposite imagine, of that I is Ricky Hader. I would imagine he's fairly successful with his State Farm agency. Do you know? Yeah, I mean, he's a 35 year agent, well, so I, okay. I would hope so at this but point. But I guess, I guess, what I'm getting at is to be successful on the captive side, you can't be me. You can't want to differentiate yourself. You got to be all in, and you got to bleed it, and that's just the way it is. Yep. That's it. I mean, you got to be okay with being a clone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I was trying. I was gonna try and be a little nicer today, man. You're gonna, you're gonna. Bro, get we're me, not nice on this going, podcast. Dog. We're real. <laughs> no, here's the thing. People expect us to be real. We don't mince words, and we say what we think, but we say it reasonably politely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to be like dropping f bombs and name no, calling no, no. up in this here. Is a family. This is a family uh, but there, show, we right? definitely don't need to mince words. Yeah, there's a family show, right? We, we can clean it up today. Eh, maybe PG thirteen. Maybe right. not family. All right. All right. So you know what I what I what crossed my mind today was um, next weekend is Black Friday, right? And mm-hmm. I remember it's like, I think like seven years ago was maybe six was when I, it was that weekend when I decided I want to be an insurance agent. Hmm. I don't know why that thought awesome. came in my head today, but I thought that's pretty neat. And that's when I started my journey of figuring out what that even meant or was. And, hmm. you know, what I think would be, I, 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 so this is what I really, why I really like your podcast and what you're doing right now, because on in in that time none of this existed and i just knew that i hated my job i didn't like my boss and i wanted to work for myself i didn't like any boss and when so my wife her best friend is works for state farm corporate she's a claims team manager and she's like well i can get you in at state farm or not i can get you in nobody can get you in at state farm but no. You should go look at State Farm. I could introduce you to whoever. And uh, I was like, well, I don't want to work for State Farm. I see you have to move around the country just to move up or do whatever. And I like where I live. And she's like, no, be an agent. It's your own thing. It's this, that. So I looked up what being an insurance agent was. And man, it checked like all the boxes of what I wanted. The freedom, the income the meeting people, being around people, the the whole thing, residual income, right? The whole dream, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I didn't know where to go. So I did what I think most people or a lot of people do. Well, I see State Farm on TV and she put me out in direction, but like maybe, you know, let me check out the others. I went to Farmers, I went to Country, I went to State Farm and kept getting through the hoops at State Farm. So kind of just quit the process on the others and State Farm was going to give me a book. I couldn't afford to just be scratch and they were going to train me for an internship. So and that was the best. And what if, and I, and I don't regret my time at State Farm. It definitely, you know, taught me some things, but um, what if there was a resource like this back then, or I hope people listening, maybe that aren't even agents yet, and like, hey, there is a better way. And there are so many resources and it, so much that you don't have to waste the time and heartache and money on the, on the captive side anymore because there are programs and people and groups and communities that can get you going on the independent side today. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that is part of my mission for sure. It, the main reason why I went captive, as we've talked about you know, previously on the show, is the the training, the support, the development, you know, helping you get off the ground from zero. And then obviously we know uh, that that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean you don't have to get off the ground again from zero again when you go IA uh, because there's so many things that you unlearn when you go IA. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't said it publicly yet because uh, I, I wasn't, you know, quite ready to commit to it. Uh, but I will say it publicly. Uh, I am, I'm releasing a book uh, simply titled Agency Freedom. Uh, and it's going to be a comprehensive guide for 
winning your insurance game. And obviously, we all know how quickly technology changes in the way the industry evolves. Uh, it's written in such a way that it will hopefully still be readable five years from now, uh, where it's not so specific in certain things that, you know, when the industry evolves, the book becomes completely obsolete and there's no reason for you to read it, you know, two or three years from now. But the whole reason why that's happening is so many people have said, hey, have you ever thought about putting this into a book? So someone can literally just sit down and read the blueprint and, you know, figure out how they want to do this thing. Because not everybody, you know, contrary to popular belief, has, you know, many, many hours to run through a whole bunch of podcast episodes. But you could probably have, you know, two or three hours to read a relatively short book, you know, 150-ish pages total and highlight the crap out of whatever you like from that thing. So, I mean, all that to say, absolutely, man. If someone had a choice from the beginning and didn't feel compelled to do the captive thing just because their training is really good, uh, and they help you, you know, understand well, I didn't insurance. Even know there was an insur- I didn't even know there was an independent area, right? I mean, I'm told going through the process, oh, you're going to State Farm, it's so hard to get into State Farm. And, oh, if you're doing that, that's the best. But, like, I mean, I guess. I, I guess it's kind of pre- it's the prestigious of the captives. But, like, it, there was never any mention or any consideration or anything that there even is an independent side. I didn't even know that until I was already had my agency. So man, that's yeah, <laughs> right. they like it I that mean, way. Honestly, they they want it that way. So yeah. oh, definitely. But I mean, I am so happy that I left, and I knew early on that it wasn't. It just wasn't what they said it was it's not my business just because my name's outside. It's not, it's theirs. And I got to do it their way. And every time I'd turn and say, Oh, what about this? No. What about this? No. What about that? And I don't want to dwell on this too long. Cause I think we can be more valuable in our conversation yeah, yeah. than that, but we're, we're beating point, a horse at this point, but I, <laughs> right, I agree. But my, I agree. With my, you. my point is, is it was kind of, that was really what kicked it off is, well, I don't feel like I have the opportunity to actually learn insurance and be, what I thought was an insurance agent of learning coverages, mastering my craft and doing this because all I'm selling are homeowners policies or cars or a life insurance policy, but they're not, I don't have to know what an HO three, four, six, eight is, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, no, so the people watching this, uh, watching, I don't, I'm watching you on the screen right now, but we, we don't release video of most of these episodes. The people that listen to this show are two categories mostly. They're either listening to it just for entertainment value because for whatever reason, uh, they, en- they enjoy the content. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to still be credible and kind of let my hair down a little bit. Because I went back and listened to some of my episodes from you know a, a couple of months ago and I'm like, man, you need to lighten up, bro. Like, a little bit. You're 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 so professional and and put together in in the the delivery. I'm just like, we need to have a little bit more fun on this show. I gotta so, say, I'm digging that openly sweatshirt you got on right now. This is the first carrier swag I've worn as an independent. Get out of here, really? I don't. I dude. Here's the thing. I don't have brands on my website. I don't have, you know how those insurance agent websites are where they go carriers we represent or carrier partners or whatever. And then they have a, a list of all of the companies that they have. Do you, you think know. that's good or bad? Do you think people well, like that? Well, if you that, go to risk, you well, you're not going to find that. Sure, sure. Okay. But I mean, do you think in general, the comp, most people like kind of, I, I don't know. I, I go back and forth. I can see why people think it's valuable, but I think it's kind of cheesy. There are so many reasons why I think it's a bad idea. We probably don't have enough time in one episode, (laughs) maybe not in two. From the perspective of brand by itself, like not even talking about the the challenges of being held responsible for a third-party mistake because so many people that are buying insurance don't have any idea that you and I don't work for Travelers or Safeco or whomever. Right. Uh, so they so often forget we're fully independent. We are a, an agent, not just for the uh, for the policyholder, but for the company too. 
we yeah. are stuck in the middle ground between the policyholder and the company. So I, to answer your question, bro, I if if nobody gets anything other than hey, rethink the idea of displaying all of your carriers on your website. You know, I just don't see that as being a good thing. The very most important reason for that is my brand is my brand. Riskwell is a brand. The people that work with us, that choose us, I want them thinking of Riskwell as their insurance provider and, and not, you know, insert carrier name here. Now, there's a delicate balance to walk, obviously, because if the carrier screws something up, you need to make sure that you're communicating the relationship correctly so you're not held responsible for traveler's boo-boo or insert carrier here that pisses off the policyholder. There's, we can have that conversation, of course. But the whole, these are our best carriers. We represent these 14 carriers. And oh, by the way, everybody represents these same carriers. It, I mean, you've heard my talk on I the know. three levels of selling. You know, selling on price, selling on yeah. product, selling on the problems that you solve. You you know better than I do because you you were on the captive side longer. I mean, ninety nine percent. I was. How long were you? I think I was there longer. I was never mind. Three, year, three years. Bro, never mind. I was there a lot longer. I, I can't yeah. do math. Apparently, I was six and a half years as a farmer's agent. Um, Golly, that sounds so pathetic. You know what, I, say you know what I remember? Have we talked about this? I remember when you were a farmer's agent and um, <laughs> you used to do those videos in your car on YouTube. Oh, yeah. That yep. was before even video marketing. Anybody was doing any of that stuff. Man, and I was doing video before it was cool. <laughs> did they get oh, mad at such you for a that? Schmuck. Did, they, did they make you take that off? They, that's why most of those videos don't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's still did, one. My best performing video on YouTube that has the farmer's logo on it, the title of the video is How to Commit Insurance Fraud. <laughs> and it's talking about roof deductibles. And I swear, man, I want to punch myself in the face. I look like such a schmuck. You know, I, I'm, I'm wear, literally wearing a sweater vest and I've got this swoopy hair. It's, it's just awful. It's, awesome. it's, it's really bad. Yeah. Oh, I, no. I, I made a video... Um, talking about coverages and put it out and man they shut that down faster than i even could do anything and people were stoked about it everyone was like oh i'm so glad to see you're doing so well i saw your video yeah i want to work with you cool right i mean like that alone right there i think was like the biggest thing that pushed me out well you probably know the 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 situation better i i mentioned a few episodes ago uh there was a, an african-american guy who was a younger guy uh shorter kind of yep. slender build we, i he think did we a, talked about that at the group one at brain Share. yeah he did the rap yeah and got like three million views and it's state awesome. farm shut him it's down awesome it was awesome it was a good rap it was the lyrics yeah. were good like the, the the presentation the uh the the way that he put oh, the the, the flow great. together was fantastic it was great all right man how can we how can we today bring some value to your listeners of captain at this point if they're still listening here it's because they think that you're entertaining and amusing (laughs) or they're in their vehicle and have nothing better to do yeah yeah what 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 topic can we can we hit on well i i want to talk about because you made the shift in a, a time in the market in in a place in the country oregon's a low premium state you guys have Fireline to a certain extent, not nearly as bad as California does. But I want to talk about your your transition, your freedom jump. Because there too often uh, we get hung up on so many things that happen after the freedom jump. We don't spend as much time as we should uh, talking about how does one actually make that jump happen. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the people that listen to this show are still captive they're still on that side of the fence Mm -hmm. so tactically what did it look like for you when you finally made that decision of you know what i'm out of here well first you got to make that decision right and um that's hard in itself like man i got money tied into this thing this is what i know but i'm also not happy but could i be for if i just gave in right i mean that whole process sucks 
Um, I just worked so hard to even get this far. I got to start over again, you know? So what I did is I knew that I, I didn't want to be four or five years in and then change my mind and start over. I knew at that point that I would be far enough in that starting over would be terrible than just a couple years in. So, um, it was like, I need to decide quick. And I did. Man, that's the thing is though they get those hooks in you. Right. And it, it, I have to say it explicitly, clearly for anybody who is trying to figure out and they're listening to this podcast and they're going, I don't know, should I, should I do it now? I don't know if I'm ready yet. I don't know if I have enough money in the bank. I'm going to wait a year and then, no, and then, then I'll stuck. do it. You're done. You're, just stay. Well, then I mean, you got I'm another at, year worth of renewal commissions, man. And I, I would, I went and, and you know me, I don't know, your audience may or may not know me, know me well, but I'm pretty open, transparent, honest, forth, you know, pretty direct person. Yeah. And um, I, I'd say that's a, that's a fair statement. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody wants to know Ricky, just go watch the protege videos uh, from Carruthers in the Power Producers podcast. It is an absolute riot. So, so I, (laughs) you know, I, I was pretty open about my questioning with other agents, which is also kind of a weird thing to do. No one's comfortable in the captive world being sharing those kind of thoughts or that, that you might do that with fear of repercussions, you know? Um, But I asked some older agents what they thought and how happy they were this and that. And a lot of feedback I got was, you know, I would totally do that, except at this point it would cost me too much to start over right now Hmm. and i was like i don't want to be that guy no no that that's the part that terrifies me so um so so you know i made the decision and then it was well how do where do we go and and i was around part of the other thing about me that was different than others was i i got i quickly got outside of my state farm bubble right yeah like I made. I met you. I went to Dallas for a marketing event that you in were September a part of, of 2015. Yep. And on the way down there, I signed my permanent contract because I, I mean I had to. I couldn't just not sign that and leave. I had to plan mm-hmm. it better, right? But on the on the way down there on the airplane, I signed my contract. And uh, but my point is, being there, I was around other independent agents. I was around other Allstate agents, farmers, everybody. Yeah. And listening to the independence agents talk about how they get paid and what they do. I was like, geez, I, I had a really bad deal. I gotta get out of here. That helped that, that helped further solidify it. Um, so that's the other thing. I think that getting out of your comfort zone, getting out of your bubble, whatever your captive is, is important to really see what else is out there. Even if it is another captive, but make sure you got the right deal. Um, so we shopped, went and talked to independent agents, other, like in town, Googled them, talked to them. They'd share with us who they are and what they were doing and what group they were with. And because I was out of the bubble and knew some independents, you know, it's like, oh, SIAA or smart choice or, um, I go on and on. There's all, there's, I mean, we got like 10, over 10 contracts. Um, looking at them, as you know, they're all negotiable, which is pretty sweet because captive contracts yep. aren't. Yep. Um, what your SIAA? Is that right? Yep. SIAA. Yep. The and, biggest uh, by a mile. Yeah. And um, so we shopped contract, shopped contracts, looking at where do what I already have in my mind what I think is a bad deal. I don't need another one. Let's go figure this out, right? If I'm going to do this, I'm going to, now that I know how the industry works, I'm doing it the right way and taking my time. Um, so did that, found a, found a regional group out here, the Simmons Partner Network. They were local. I liked that they were local. I liked that I could go there. They're three hours away. I actually was just there yesterday. I liked that they were local to the Northwest, three hours away. I could go talk to them, not just a bigger corporation. Like for me, I just like local small business in general. So like that was really attractive. Um, And the relationship I've had with them, I would say the way that you talk about SIAA, I have the same feelings for them and it is all good. 
Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merged? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia. We saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual Intel. That's with two L's. That's virtual I N T E L L dot com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, recruiting, recreating, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel cast certified. Awesome. And that really, that is the biggest thing, man. It, just to talk headspace for a second, this life that we have is so short. It is, it is painfully short. It is way too short to be living something other than your best possible version of your life. So the thing that I would say for anybody, it doesn't matter what role you're in, it doesn't matter if you're independent or captured, whatever, love where you are. And if you don't feel like you can awesome, you know, you can actually like really love where you are and in your true self, looking in the mirror going, you know what? I'm happy where I am. I like this role. I like the people that I'm around. I like the work that I get to do on a daily basis. If you can't answer yes to those questions, you got to make a move. And for me and for the people that are, you know, running in my circle, the obvious move is you know, go independent and do your own thing. A lot of people just flat out leave the industry. They say, you know what, this insurance thing ain't for me. I'm going to go, you know, work in tech or do well, something else. And that's else. the thing. And that is the thing, man. And not to, sorry to totally just cut you off right Bro, there. Bro, you're but good. I think, you know, this is a conversation, think, man. You're good. I think it is important to stop right there because you're absolutely right. People leave because it sucks and they think that it's going to suck or similarly suck somewhere else because that is all that they know. And we as an industry probably lose such great talent that yep. we would otherwise be able to have that is, it, it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad that that is the case and that it yep. has to be that way. Right. I mean, so, so you're with Simmons and you decide that that is the, the right thing. So let's, let's go to day zero. What is the very first action that you take to make sure that your new agency is successful? What's step one for you? <sighs> Man. Because that, honestly, that is, the, that is the question that we haven't really camped out on uh, so, yet. So, okay, okay, step Day zero, like a day zero. Of What's planning, the first of, thing of planning before we turn on the lights? No, bro. Planning's already done. Day okay. zero. What's the first thing that you do to make sure you're successful? Make sure that you can get into your carriers. Okay. That was so hard, you're calling man. the carriers, making sure we can log into the carriers, making sure our radar works and uh, making sure we radar. have not, okay. or not our AMS. Sorry. Easy links. Okay. What easy you, links, what AMS. You, what do you, you don't use easy links. I use now certs, but that's yeah. beside the point. I'm just trying to build this paradigm of before day zero, Ricky's Man. already got all of his tech figured out. <laughs> okay. He's so got you, his, you, his Raider, you got his AMS, me, James. I, I figured I could talk anything about this. That I wasn't ready for that question. Okay. Day zero, making sure it was right. I think logging into everything and making sure everything is corrected Con the connected correctly yeah was our biggest headache in those first day or two you're not wrong man like because you know, there's so many people that i mean even 
even on the independent side, they walk in and they sit down at their desk and it's almost like, okay, what are we going to do today? Well, Ooh, right. That's and, a dangerous but, place to but, be. But, but, I mean, or conversely, I mean, we came in stoked wanting to go and light the world on fire and we were going to sell all of this and all of a sudden you can't even get into a carrier or you don't know how or, you, or it's stuck or this or the AMS isn't working right and it takes all day to make sure, you know, and then it's like, oh, that just took all that wind right out of our sails there. Day one. Hmm. Um, I don't think so I'm alone you, in that. We've all heard the phrase, you know, you got to walk before you can run. And a lot of it is how do we start walking? How do we go from standstill to taking that first step? Well, and I think it's important to know that I think it's really important for people to understand that you're not going to come in and turn the lights on and all of a sudden triple your revenue of sales for a month and do the exact same thing and it's all just going to work. You got to learn. I mean, like, I think I opened with 10 carriers and I had okay. I've never That's touched a respectful them number. But well, looking back, if I were to advise somebody, here's three. Here's the three best where we are. Here's for Safeco Progressive Travelers. Two, three of the easiest platforms to use. Because yep. you know how hard it is to just learn 10 carriers? I mean, even let alone those three, right? Like it makes it, it's just not, I think having some realistic expectations of, like you say, crawl for a while, a month or two or a few, whatever it takes. But like, that would be better than coming in and thinking it's just going to go because you have a lot of headaches and there's a lot of moving parts to deal with when you first yep. open. And the support with the guidebook that tells you to turn this, then this, then this, do this, that doesn't exist on this site. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you are stuck on Christmas Eve putting that bicycle together for your kid with no instructions. Oh, in the snow right in the snow and oh by the way you're sitting on a bed of coals so like so, there's no tony robbins you're no. just naked on a bed of coals so so i think i think having that realistic expectation is important but i also think knowing that there literally is a community of people out there that are would jump to help you on any of that for example iaoa someone brand new could go in there on day one and have a question. I don't even know how to do this. How many responses do you think they would get an encouragement from people there for doing something like that? Man. <laughs> oh, a hell of a lot, right? That, yeah. It, that's the beauty of IAOA. And I feel like I've definitely beat that horse to death. If people hear yeah, me no, say the I don't, letters. I don't mean, I don't mean to do that. I, my point yeah. is there are people there to help you. And there is people there who have been there. There are people who have fallen flat on their face on the first day. There are people that everything worked the right way and they were the lucky ones or more prepared or whatever you want to call it. But everyone's been there and everyone's ready to help. Could not agree more, man. Now, everything about that tribe is everything that I hoped I would find uh, when when I went independent, uh, when I when I left uh, what seemed like a tribe at the time at Farmers, uh, but it was not. The, the blue ocean mentality, the genuine care and concern for each other's well-being, I never saw that before. It, and it's like, you know... No, it's weird, right? It's weird. It, it, it was weird for me that like, oh, you mean people just tell you exactly what they're doing and, and help you replicate it? Oh, they're all supportive and... They don't care if you're next door or not. They're still going to help you out and not try and like get all get, get just get protective of the cars that they have on their in their books or their houses or whatever the hell their book is made of. Right. Like everyone just is sharing and helpful. And there is more than enough to go around for everybody with whatever it is you want. No, to do. I, w I was sitting at a table in Tampa at Innovation, just reflecting on the, the strangeness of what we are all doing of people that technically are competition and we're sitting at this table and I'm looking at the people gathered there and there's Carruthers, there's Billy Wagner, there's Brandon Smith. Uh, there is, you know, several other agents, um, a couple from Indiana. Uh, there was Drew and Alan Kenny from, I, like I don't know guys. if they're from New Vermont, Hampshire or Vermont. 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 Yeah. I'm, I'm just sitting around this table going, 
I'm probably the newest person at this table. I have the least number of years as an independent agent. But here I am with my peers, soaking it up from all these people that have been through so much more than I've been through and have so many more reps than I have. But here we are. We're all in this together. And just the beauty of that moment of of thinking, yeah, these people technically are competition because I'm licensed in 37 states. Technically, I'm competition for almost everyone at this table. But it sure doesn't feel like that. No, not at all. So I mean, I mean, and, and somebody, so do, somebody so out there do, is trying to figure out. Are you licensed? Are you go like, ahead, sorry. Are you licensed in Oregon? Are you my competition? No, not yet. <laughs> no, I heard. I know that you're there, and <laughs> I, I avoid the entire state of Oregon. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Um, my point point is, if you were, I can write the same kind of accounts that you write, and. I would welcome you with open arms to be licensed in Oregon, James. It, that's the point, right? None of these people care. It doesn't matter. We, we, we attract and work with those who value us at, and our, our value, your value proposition, your, the way you talk, the way you present is probably worlds different from mine but neither of them is wrong and neither of them is right. I guess the wrong way is the one that doesn't close business, right? I'd say the wrong way is the person who has a red ocean mentality, who is thinking of the person down the street as the enemy. Yeah. Who is, is secretive and closed off and thinks that this conversation is weird. Yeah. Uh, That, that we are misguided and foolish because we share openly and we don't compete in a toxic way. Not at all. To me, that person is is the one that needs to be, you know, re-educated in an Orwellian sense, like 1984 style. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, hold on a second. You're missing it, man. And so and that's and that's the thing. It's it's just isn't it, aren't you happier when you can be that way and you're not, you don't have to be protective or on guard or wonder what someone else is doing or thinking about what you're doing inside your place? Bro, it's like the old adage, if, if you always tell the truth, you can have a, a short memory. Right. If you don't have to remember the lies you've told, it's okay to be forgetful. Mm-hmm. If, if your default setting is always tell the truth and it's okay if you don't remember yeah. because you know that whatever you said, it was the truth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're absolutely well, correct. Well, it's like, I don't know where we're going with either. this. And at this yeah, point, like the, the, the title of this episode is going to be a casual conversation with an old friend. There we go. I like it. it and, we should be drinking, I mean, whiskey. We should be drinking very, whiskey right now, James. Smoking cigars, yeah. drinking whiskey. That is the vibe for this episode, yeah. for sure. Maybe open so, it with some lounge I mean, music. Bro, that is definitely going to be <laughs> the intro for this episode. <laughs> No. Here's the thing. We're 38 minutes into this conversation, and I promise you, at least 40% of the audience, if they've made it this far, is going, this is a weird episode. Yeah, we're kind of... Where are they they going with this conversation? I think think there's some good points in here, and that's why I'm asking you. Let's stay on track a little bit. What what can we do to help? You want to... So so my journey, I got here. Let's go back to that a little bit. I got here, and... Not okay, so sp- I'm going to fast forward to right now. Can I ask Go you a couple right ahead. Of questions? Let's do that. that sounds good. You're you're getting ready. I know how much of a planner you are when it comes to strategy. You like knowing what's coming. Yep. Uh, you like knowing what to expect. I'm sure you've already taken a good hard look at 22, and you've already decided in at least a couple of ways how you're going to be successful. Now, obviously, we're going to have the reflections episode and and predictions for 22 and whatnot. We'll do that uh, to drop for the last episode of the year. But I don't get to talk to you uh, in late December about this, at least. So when you look at your sales, at your marketing, at your business development, what does Ricky Hader, what does United Insurance Services do to win the next chapter from where you are right now? That is awesome. I'm so, I, this is awesome. It's funny you bring this up. I literally just got back from Hermiston where the Simmons headquarters is, where yesterday me and a few other of my peers in the plant were making our 2022 plans. 
So I literally have just got done with this. And on the way back, I was listening to your episode with Brandon and David about his planner, and I'm going to buy one for every single person in my office. Awesome. Um, it just all goes right in line. And, and I think captives who are listening should buy that planner as well. That's not just for independent agents. That would do you some good, I am sure, and your producers. So Absolutely. anyways, we are... We're going to build niches, man. We're going to start leaning in hard to just a few things that we do really well, um, which are restaurants, bars, taverns. We do that really well. Can do it all day. Love them. And general contractors. What kind, what kind of general contractor? Are we talking a paper GC paper. or someone that's involved in labor? Uh, paper GCs for now is where we're going to start. Okay. It's easy. Let's double click on that for a second. Because yeah. we get we get those questions all the time. Uh, people wanting to know where to place paper GCs, how to start writing them, what, how to wrap your head around working with general contractors where it's 100% sub-labor. What, what is, one or two tips, just off the cuff here, that you can give someone that recognizes that they need to be able to better write a GC. What's one or two pieces of advice? Then we'll get back to the right, the other conversation. Well, I think you need to educate educate them. You know, how many GCs have you come across that don't even collect certificates from their subs or half of them? <laughs> yeah, I mean the majority yeah, for sure. Right? I mean, like it's like it's and and I guess I now have been rewired in the value type, more value leading than sales or or marketing or anything from. Uh, you know, our, our time in killing commercial, which is a great thing that educating them to how we can manage their risk and mitigate their risk and keep it down with simple things like that, that they just don't do offer them services to assist with that. Right? Like agents are lazy, man. It's like the lowest bar of entry to get in. Anybody can do it. You just have to pass a test and get a license. Yeah. So, now we were we were talking about that in Tampa. There is no easier way to make 150 grand on autopilot, where you have basically no effort after your third or fourth year. So educate them a little bit. Take the time to really give some value and help them understand their risks and why that's there, and help them keep track of that. And you don't really have to try very hard. Okay. Does that right. make sense? I mean, yeah, yeah. no, I, I love that. So I'm going to leave the GC conversation there. Um, when I first started this thing, I thought we were going to have, uh, you know, spotlights uh, on specific things. And life has gotten in the way a lot. And we haven't ever really launched uh, the Solution Spotlight uh, extra episodes beyond the, the normal Friday ones. Hopefully in 22, we're able to start doing that. So I know who I'm going to Dude, call when it's should, time to I have the, the general contractor one. I think that you should do that. And I would love to contribute however I can to that. Yeah, you, like you're going to be the GC one. Things. I, I'm telling those you right now. Those kind of things are good. So we're, we're, so, we're so going back to 22, niche. you're going to yep. niche. And then how, how are you going to niche? What does that look like? Like what's our strategy to do it? Like how are you going to start wrapping your head around building out that uh, GC niche, for instance? I mean, we're just only going to prospect GCs. We're only going to pay attention to those. Wait, so you mean? Those. So you mean if you're only prospecting one category and one profile, you mean you're more likely to find people that fit that profile? <laughs> Isn't that strange how that works? Man, what a concept! And when other stuff gets in our way, comes across our desks as it does, it will have to be really favorable for us, or we pass and continue down the path of our chosen niche where our specialty is. So we're going to stay in our lane, I guess is what you could so say. So you're going to be disciplined and do your thing and only your thing, huh? Yep. So well, I'm guessing I mean, your office has personal lines too, right? There's guys, there's James, some of our friends that are much smarter than both of us. How many times do they have to tell us before we have to listen, my man? Yeah. I mean, no <laughs> argument from me there. Right. I'm not exactly the most, uh, you know, open-minded i'm i'm fairly stubborn <laughs> i'm not i'm not i'm not obedient and compliant let's put it that I way know. i know <laughs> uh, you're not either so <laughs> i know that's probably i was just gonna say that's probably why we're friends right there you go 
Cool. So, so what else? Sales and marketing, uh, you're going to build out GC niche. What does that yep. look like in your perspective? How do you attack the GC niche other than build value and be consultative? It'll help them be better at their business. How, how do you build it out? I mean, so, so our, I mean, if you really, I, I don't know that we need to get into the weeds of how to do all of no, that. Just at a high a level, conceptually. High level. I mean, we're gonna you're gonna see we're gonna put out we're gonna put out marketable content with blogs and videos, educating them the value of them. You know, and the theme of our mission as our agency here, the the one theme that it, we talk about from when we first meet a prospect to when we close them through the journey in our agency is that a good agent matters. That's it. I don't care what carrier what carrier you have, what form it's written on, that carrier is only going when you need to use your insurance, that carrier is only going to deliver whatever your agent wrote your policy to be. Period. Yep. So if you have a shitty agent, doesn't matter if you have State Farm, Safeco, Travelers, Allstate, Farmers, doesn't matter because they did a shitty job, you're going to get shitty paid low. Sorry, there's the PG-13, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're good, man. No, the so point, the point is mind, made. Yeah, the policy is only uh, as good as the agent that's writing the policy. Right, and a good agent matters. A good agent will keep you whole. Will keep keep you. You won't have to worry about at least being restored. Right. Yep. So that is our theme through the whole thing. And if we can provide content, if we can use content marketing with all the tools and platforms available to us to do so, we will attract those who want that message, want that good agent experience, want that help, are happy to be educated by their agent, and will in turn will also weed out those more transactional type clients. Yeah. For sure. In a, in a vacuum. Some will still find their way through, I'm sure. Everybody has a headache client that gets through, but... You know, so it, we we're getting ready to land the plane. I want to be respectful of your time, of course. One of my favorite questions to ask in these sort of agent to agent just shop talk conversations is what is maybe one or two things that you would do differently if given the opportunity. Obviously, we both learned a lot of lessons in in our first few years of being an independent agent. What does it look like? If someone handed you a reset button, what mistake do you correct the second time? Opening with way too much overhead. We um, didn't know any different. I didn't know any different from the State Farm way. And I had to open. I had to have a staff. I had to have a full office. It had to be decorated. It had to be just the whole show. If I were to be independent, and so that's how it, that's, that, that's how my independent journey started we had no business we had no leads we had nothing it had to plug everything in right so if i were to do it again i'd come in and i would just pick up the phone and i would just start calling people and i would get the get some revenue coming in before i made any of those decisions and found my way if that makes sense so when you're deciding how to run lean and mean as they say what does that look like for you What's the first thing that you spend too much money on? Was it a nice fancy office? Was it tech? Was it payroll? Uh, where did you find yourself being fat on overhead? All three of those things. Okay. Every single one. Every single one. Had to have, it was, it was that shiny object. All my friends who were independent got to have all this cool tech. And I didn't at State Farm. When I open, I'm going to have, I'm going to put together my dream tech stack and put it all together. And it's all going to make my job so awesome. And I'm going to, and I'm going to bring my team with me and have four people ready to go on the payroll. And I got an office space that is outrageously expensive for no reason. So all of it, dude. That's good advice, man. You know, coming off of just a couple of, of episodes ago, as I record this, uh, Don and Ro Polzinski with Agency CFO, I, I know if they were sitting here in this conversation, they would absolutely agree uh, that running an efficient 
shop. A profitable because, shop is more yeah, important. And, 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 and it's also important, James, I say, and I would do it by myself and start it that way. And I just want to hit this before we're ending real fast. And the reason for that is bringing in the team, doing it that way, you don't have your process. You don't have the voice of your agency yet. You don't have, like, like I talk about, a good agent matters. That's the voice. That's the theme of everything that comes out of our place. So the way I find that, finally, where it turned the corner for me was when I was by myself, picking up the phone day in, day out, getting people to buy insurance for me, and finally was like, this is what it looks like. Now I need people I can plug in this way, and this is what they're going to say, and this is how they're going to do it. So that's the other benefit to starting that way in my mind. Love it. Now, the, the beauty of it is so many people listening to this uh, whether it's current when it drops uh, or uh, you're listening to this at some point in the future when you're running back through our back catalog and you happen to stumble on this episode uh, and you're just ravenously consuming content trying to figure out how to make your freedom jump. Uh, my buddy Ricky just gave you a nice big gold nugget to put in your bag. So, may, hey man, anything else you want to bring in before we go? It's about time to land the plane. I don't know, man. I like this is a fun, I like talking about this topic. I love what you're doing with it because again, I wish there was even anything similar to this so I could have an easier way out and find my way. So any way I can help or support you, James, I'm here for you, buddy. Awesome, brother. I, I definitely appreciate that. You know the feeling is returned. If somebody likes what they hear from you, if they dig your energy, the vibe, what's the best way for someone to connect with you on social uh, or at your office? Follow me on Facebook. Message me on Facebook. That's the... That's, that's your the, platform of choice? Yep. Yeah. Sweet. All I right, mean, man. Could, I try to keep my office to business. Otherwise, then it gets... I have to come here to... I can't work at home. I have to have somewhere to go and be on task there so then I can leave and relax. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it does. Yeah. No, Maybe I, I'm weird I, that way, but that's why. So No, no you're just... Stuff, you're a typical male, my friend. We, we <laughs> You and I are, are wired like waffles. <laughs> yeah. Everything has its very clearly defined place. Uh, yeah. You know, bio... bio uh, what's that word? Biochemically, that's how we're wired. Uh, my, my bride would say I'm absolutely a waffle. Uh, you know, she is a bowl of spaghetti with everything fully interacting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you got a couple little meatballs at home there too, huh? You know, I don't know if they would get that joke, but yeah, I might just have to call them meatballs when I get home here in about 30 minutes. Oh, that's good. Well, dude, we are recording this at the very end of a work week right before Thanksgiving. Uh, so if you made it through this casual conversation with an old friend, uh, Ricky Hader from Portland, Oregon, I think I probably owe you a beverage of your choice. Uh, we're, we weren't nearly as content focused or as disciplined, but these kind of conversations have, have their place. Absolutely. Uh, the, the fraternity or sorority, uh, it, it, you know, for our, our people out there of female persuasion, that attitude can be so helpful to just have a, have a colleague, have a friend to have these sorts of dialogues with, uh, and know that it's going to be okay. So, anyways, hey, there, there's enough between there's enough between the lines there that's pretty valuable for people. Oh, dude, absolutely, yeah. So. It, it's see, I've learned with you, Ricky. It's the between the comments commentary uh, that is the most valuable with you. It's the <laughs> it's the little things that you drop in between the points that you make. Uh, that, that's my favorite part of Ricky Hater. Uh, I love it. Good oh, talking fantastic. to you, buddy. As hey, brother. always. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's really it for this episode, folks. So, uh, yeah, connect with Ricky, and uh, we'll catch you next time on uh, Agency Freedom Podcast, where we help our listeners go from captive to indie to market domination. This is uh, Agency Freedom Podcast, uh, and that's really it. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Agency Freedom Podcast. Please subscribe to AFP on your favorite podcasting platform to get automatic updates on every new episode and help other people find us organically. If you like the content you hear, please drop us a quick review and tell the world what you like best. Most importantly, please share agency freedom with someone you know who is still on the captive side of the insurance world. They'll thank you later. You can connect with other Freedom Jumpers, ask questions, get advice, and share your best practices in our Facebook group. 
Just type Agency Freedom Podcast in the search bar. Visit our website at agencyfreedompodcast.com to sign up for our email list and get access to exclusive resources and sign up to be a potential future guest on the show. We welcome your comments, feedback, and ideas. Email podcast at riskwell.com and we'll look forward to hearing from you. Agency Freedom Podcast, where we help our listeners go from captive to indie to market domination. Until next time, let's go.